Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef, and as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, and also be sure to follow us on all the platforms, send us a nice donation through Anchor, show your love, man, you'll get a t-shirt, you get some sweet-ass stickers, keep fucking with us, man, this is episode 151, gentlemen, Will with the white voice, what up? 5,000 outside Florida. And we got J. Joe on mute coming through. It's your boy, J. Joe. She liked to argue, so I sent that chick to law school. Right on. Okay, so, um, yeah, man. Potted last week. First things first. Um, any feedback from um, our, um, our first milestone episode, episode 150? Anybody got any? What, what's the question? What's the question again? Like, I didn't even get asked. feedback from the last. Ep- I said, did anyone get feedback from the last episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, people liked it. Uh, they liked the guests. They liked the guest energy. Cool, we got a lot of pervy guys that listen, so they shot right over to Instagram to see what she looked like. Um, but it's the insides that that count, right? The insides, yeah. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I heard the same. I got the same shit. Niggas ain't shit. Y'all, y'all ain't shit, man. Um, <laughs> people like when we talk about erotic shit, though. For some reason, that's what the people be wanting half the time. We got away from that. We need to go back to the. We need to go back to nasty episodes. At least, at least once a month, I guess. Yeah, what's, a, what's a good clip of nasty? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess once a month. We can talk through it. We'll talk about it the next production meeting. Yeah, yeah, like the five minutes before we, we get on the pod. Let the listeners but, um, tell us when they want, how often they want nasty, nasty episodes, spicy conversation that's a, episodes. That's a good poll. We, we get into that. I know a listener asked me about me Monday, and I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. Don't don't bother me. I'm not the editor over me Monday, so that's not on, that's not on my. What do you call it? It's not on my. That's not my desk. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's not it's not your desk. I get it. it's not your job description. But um yeah, they miss it. That's what's up though. Um but how's everybody been doing, man? How was y'all's past week? We can start with you, Wood. Um, I think <laughs> I think it was good, man. I don't nothing nothing has nothing has happened in the past week. I mean we potted last week of what, a Wednesday or a Thursday or something? So it's been It's been a week. I guess it's been a week, man. Nothing has really nothing's <laughs> really changed, man. I mean, really this weekend is really where my activity is gonna is gonna happen. I got you know we got people coming in town. You know we're nice. kicking it. We're gonna celebrate this weekend. It's holiday season, man. So me and the old lady, we looked at the calendar every weekend until 2022. There is something to do. So nice. Just getting ready for that. I mean, not nice, not nice at all. Like I prefer my weekends to be event eventless. I can sit at home, eat an edible, watch TV, and like. I'm my business, but now I can't do that. I got people come in and events to go to. So, the so y'all intro- wearing tuxedos and going? I know nah. y'all, y'all fancy up there. Nah, nah, nah. The, the introvert in me just does not want to do this shit. I could dig it. So no galas, no holiday galas. Nah, the the brothers absolutely have a gala, gala, whatever the I, fuck it is. But I felt I, like there was one. I don't want to go to. Is it gala or gala, J. Joe? The definitive man. It it depends. It goes both <laughs> ways. <laughs> I feel like gala has a has a regal a regal regality or so regalness is royal. I don't know what's the word. I, I don't know. Shit. 
It's that. Gala. I feel like niggas be saying Gala. Like, the niggas say Gala say Corch. <laughs> <laughs> you, t- you talking to a nigga who says alumni coach. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what's up, man. Oh, that sounds good. So you are you, are you gonna um, officially christen? Is this, is this gonna be the bar's first official event or? Um, no, nah, man. The official event, man. I'm actually gonna like. I'm gonna pub it. You know what I'm saying? To like do an event. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not ready for that yet. I want a little bit of furniture in there first. So we probably will not do an official event un- event until. Unfortunately, 2022, but there will be a series of soft launches. So people have seen the bar. Like The bar is open. I drink at the bar. People who drink it at the bar. People that come in town this weekend will be able to drink at the bar. So it's not anything that's like super hush-hush or secret. But an official event with like the barbecue grill out, fire pits and shit like that will probably have to wait until 2022. That sounds good. So it'll be like flyers and, and messaging prior to the actual that or it might be spe- it might be it might be speakeasy style it might do a speakeasy style okay that works all right cool so um what's been going on with you five thousand uh nothing much man just chilling um this is uh kind of like a awkward time at work because it's the fourth quarter and uh it's kind of like a blitz but it's kind of like a lull in the action right now so that's good looking forward to the holidays get a little bit of downtime and um, I say pretty much it's slow motion. Right on. And JJ, what's been going on with you, man? How was your past week? Like you had <laughs> activities? I did. I did. I went home. Uh, it was on my sister, my cousin's birthday. Um, they both turned the big five o, uh, which is weird. I'm like, damn, y'all niggas fifty. Uh, so they threw a surprise party for my cousin. So. That was cool, except they, my little cousin was in charge of the party games, and they were playing like these bachelorette-ass party games. So the first game was like, they wanted like two Gen Xs, two Boomers, two whatever, Gen Zs, and they played the game like What That Mouth Do? And both my sister and my mama were both up there. That's an official game, like wait, Hasbro, wait, or that's like, like a beta. Like so, so, right. So, um, it's a fruit by the foot, and they unroll it, and then you have to like eat it without using your hands, and whoever gets it all in their mouth the fastest wins. Um, so yeah. That was uh, cringe, as the young people say, because my sister, my mama came in first and second, and they like high fived. It was like it runs in the family, and then I just wanted to leave. So yeah, that was <laughs> awkward and awful. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I looked Thank away you. during the whole thing. Yeah, um, but besides that, I had a good time. Besides that little part, and I was able to go to the Saints Titans game. It was that Sunday in Nashville, so that was cool. Those are my two favorite teams. Um, people keep asking who I was rooting for. I wasn't. It's like seeing your brothers fight. You just watch them and, you know, hope nobody gets hurt. You just let them duke it out. So it was real cool, man. But the whole trip – so before the trip, I got like a – I felt like a headache. Well, I was getting headaches, and I took some medicine, and usually that makes them go away, uh, but it didn't go away, so – 
I thought I had the COVIDs, uh, took a COVID test, came back negative, but I kept having this, uh, this headache. It kept, felt like a little person was in my head, like trying to push my eyeballs out. So after like Googling doctors and shit like that, like, uh, what's that? What's the, when you type in your, WebMD. uh, yeah, WebMD, um, everything pointed towards a sinus infection. So I was like, fuck, I didn't even know I had sinuses. Yes, I know everybody has sinuses. It's a joke. Shut up. Um, actually, that's, yeah. that's actually pretty good. Usually, WebMD is like these are the the signs of a stroke. Right. I'm dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when it told me I had AIDS. You're Before having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, uh, so yeah, it was it was real fucked up because even at the game, it got to the point where your your sinus pressure can actually give you a toothache. So like it it was actually difficult to eat and chew. Uh, but since then, I've got some, uh, what's that? What's the shit you use to make meth? Uh, Pseudonephrine uh, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, Sudafed, Pseudonephrine, whatever. So Sudafed. Um, so I'm cool now. So shout out to all y'all that have like sinus issues. This is my first time. I don't know. Like y'all live like this. This is crazy. Oh man. Hopefully I'm one has done. terrible sinus problems. Like she always has headaches. That shit seems terrible. Oh man. God bless y'all. Pseudoephedrine. Ephen, it's not. No, you're reading that wrong. Pseudoephedrine. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Ain't that what? Ain't that? Yeah, ain't that what I said? No, you just placed a different emphasis on a different syllable. Oh, it was like, you know. Emphasis. Okay. Emphasis. You put some wrong syllable. Right. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, besides that, I'm good, man. What about you, Chef? How's your week been? I know you have a new baby and all. Is she keeping you awake? Absolutely. I am running on fumes. This baby is adorable and, and, and cute as can be, but she got some lungs on her ass, boy. So, you know, we're going through it. I mean, it's it's like the it's the point where she yes, she has to get readjusted and get her own time schedule going because she, she'll be asleep all day long all throughout the day like I had her in the office with me um all Sunday watching football and she didn't make a peep but <laughs> hey boy when that night come <clears throat> she a vampire so you need yeah, some pseudo ephedra <laughs> I tried to rub some little CBD oil on her because I know that oh, I'm talking about I'm talking about you nigga no you <laughs> no, no I don't, don't want to I, I want to be alert so I could be a help. I mean, I ain't got no breasts or, and I can't produce no milk. But I try to be as helpful as I can. You sound a little congested, brother. So I just want you to. Oh, you telling me I sound congested? I thought you were saying that because it'll put me to sleep. No, nah, I was talking because uh, you had that cold in your throat. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> not all the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, not all the way. Yeah, thanks, sir. Hey, man, you got to spit that shit out, man. That shit not good to be in your body, dog. You can go nigga. Shut up. <laughs> Goddamn. Come come hey, Moist ass laugh. Like that. Like, you need to get that, that shit up out you. I, I get it. <laughs> go get you a neti pot or something. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> um, I've been good, man. I had a little, my first little work spat today, so that was interesting. Um, good, man. It's been like three weeks. 
Right. Are you about to leave? Side of Calendar over three weeks without an accident. <laughs> right. I've been I've been there um I've been there since January. Oh yeah, you did real good. That's your first I week. I did do real good. The thing was this though. So it was like we were doing a project. It's like a high profile project for the CTO of the firm. So it was kinda high pressure. So so the so, um the girl the, the girl over our group she black too you know what I'm saying um and she's a new she just became a director she's the director of the of the of the engagement so we had a we have a presentation tomorrow for him and this dude was supposed to put together the presentation not a big ask not a big ask to slap together some fucking slides and this nigga didn't have shit it's like he, what he literally did was took pictures he found on the internet and pasted it on the motherfucking PowerPoint. So I'm going through his shit. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm sure it's not that bad. I go through this shit like around nine o'clock last night. I'm like, this is just a bunch of nonsense. So I was up just putting the shit together to make a, a real story or whatever. Meanwhile, this nigga ain't doing shit. We talk about it the next day and old girl who's over the thing, she's like, she frustrated. So she like, you know, everybody got to pull their weight, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you've been assigned a task, you know what I'm saying, let's make sure that we deliver, <clears throat> which is a fair ask. She didn't call out motherfuckers' names like I would. She was very diplomatic about it. And this motherfucker goes off like, you ain't gonna, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're going to watch your tone with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hit dog, holler ass, little boy. So I was just like, yo, but the shit you did was trash. And I just started going in, you know. You know, I don't fuck whatever, but um, everybody's like, great, kind of mean. So, chef kind of mean. So, we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> I was like, man, that shit ain't cool, man. You just can't be yelling at, 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 at black women like that. I don't like that shit. So, I kind of went, I took umbrage. But other than that, everything is really good, man. You know what I'm saying? Feeling great. Baby's doing well. Very strong lungs. So, we're blessed. But uh, yeah, let's get into speaking of being thankful. Thanksgiving is next week. We probably won't pod because it's Thanksgiving. And unlike a lot of you new niggas out here who had to take umbrage with Thanksgiving food and cooking a home meal for your family. I we going to put that last. No. He's going no, rogue. We didn't, say, we didn't say that. He's going rogue. We did give him the flexibility, the creative license. Yeah, so. we did. But, but the thing is, he was talking about his baby. He was talking about his baby, right? And I just knew he was going to segue into the baby. But no, let's talk no, about Thanksgiving. Not like, like my baby to the baby? No. Talk about Thanksgiving, dog. Oh. <laughs> Plus, we didn't say that. I'm going to start snapping when you do that. No, I'm just saying, though. Dog, we had like a whole right. thing. It was like, let's add Thanksgiving. Right. Oh. You done cuss one nigga Thanksgiving out at work. Now you got so the you momentum. Got like, I'm trying to do that shit. We had, like, fuck, we had like a whole fuck nigga week. Like a whole thing to go down. And it was going to slap Thanksgiving at the end. But if you want to talk about Thanksgiving now, go ahead. Sit that in your brain. But you didn't say it's a whole. It's a whole printout. Like, we read it. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Like we, when we said let's we said let's add Thanksgiving. You assume we meant like at the beginning. That's where I put it. Okay. That's where it is. Yeah, of course I did. All right. What the fuck. Anyway. Well, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey man, chef. Chef said chef dealing with sleep deprivation right now. He don't give a fuck. 
This is my show. He said, this is my show. It is fuck nigga week. Go ahead. Right. That nigga about to go full Steve Harvey. Nigga, this is my show. Right, goddamn. Anyway, Thanksgiving is this week. Next Mother, week. Motherfucker. This next week is definitely next week. Implied motherfucker at the end. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, the motherfucker is and silent. So Thanksgiving is next week. Um, there's been a lot of talk that motherfuckers ain't fucking with Thanksgiving food, even though that's what you was raised on. Um, don't like that. But what are y'all niggas doing for Thanksgiving, man? I, I got plans on that. Y'all having family in? Uh, do you have a traditional menu? What are your What are your Thanksgiving plans. Can we go back to your initial point? Because you said like people don't like the Thanksgiving food. Like people don't like the oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. People don't like the Thanksgiving part either. Like then we have the discussion last Thanksgiving. People like you know you don't have to spend Thanksgiving with your family, right? Like oh, yeah. go spend it like with your friends. Like I'd rather spend Thanksgiving with my dog and my my neighbor than my mom and my daddy. Like when did we stop liking the Thanksgiving parts of Thanksgiving? Like niggas just want to have dinner. Is that what is that what we doing? It, they don't want to have real dinner. They want to have like pizza or something. But also the thing is, I we I, I don't I think we've talked about this over the years because it's been a recurring theme of people like saying like motherfuckers they grew up with or their family members, a like grandmama, are toxic. So <laughs> there's like a a trend to push away from all that shit. And they're like, I'm I'm not gonna bend to traditions. We're going to have a pizza party and drink some milkshakes at the crib. But that's a part of the fucking experience, though. Like, even though these motherfuckers are toxic, my uncle might have a fucking drinking problem or a drug problem or my cousin might have just got out. You're forced to engage with each other as family and hopefully be thankful for each other and forgive each other. That's the whole fucking point of Thanksgiving. Like, I don't I I don't understand. I mean. White people aren't having a war on fucking Thanksgiving. Like white people appreciate, I, I guess it's maybe it's their culture why they appreciate it so much. See, that's, see, that's the problem. See, we you want to fit in what the white man doing. That's what people. But say. but white no white people hate their families too. You're right, but they also grin and bear. Right. They, they spend time with them. You can right. hate your family, but you also should appreciate culture and tradition. Like the, some things have to stay the same, right? That's kind of the ties that bind. If you change every fucking thing, every fucking time, there are no ties that bind. Motherfuckers already want to, like, shred the fucking the family, whatever the family structure is now. They don't want to have Thanksgiving. They don't want to fucking do Christmas. They don't want to do Santa Claus. They don't want to do none of that shit. They just want to have, they want to have dinner the third Thursday in November. And they want to just buy each other shit the third fucking week in December. Like, that's, that's the idea. And that's whack. That's weak. Yeah. I, me personally, I love Thanksgiving. It's always been like my favorite holiday because of, of what it, not the, the history of it, but more so what it means, like the being together with family, cooking a meal, I feel is like a, a labor of love sort of thing. So it's a way of expressing love to your family. So I've always appreciated Thanksgiving personally. I always look forward to it. Um, in fact, I'm taking my daughter. We're going to do some community service together. She thinks it's a punishment, but it is not. So it's like, I just think it's a special holiday that we need to, you know, cherish and be mindful of. And I think people are, people moving away from that is, is sad more than anything 
because what what do we have at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like what do we what do we what matters to us at this point? No, some people just want to see the world burn. No, that and then what Alfred said on Batman, like niggas don't want no, like they don't want anything to fucking exist and like be a tradition or something that you do every year. Like niggas just don't like shit. Like a motherfucker today said they don't like collard greens and pound cake. Like wait, what? Like wh- who, what did pound cake ever do to anybody? They don't like pound cake. Yes. The fuck. It was a trifecta of pound cake, peach cobbler, and something else. Who's this asshole? They don't like banana pudding either? Not an asshole. He's a good guy, but he, he was a war on Thanksgiving. It was a war Maybe on Thanksgiving. A good guy and an asshole. I'm saying that's weird to not like pound cake. I saw people posting shit about calling the food, calling our food slave food. Like you didn't have people, like your people ain't from Alabama or Mississippi or Arkansas and ate all the parts of the pig. Like, that's, our, I mean, I think that's our history. Like, I wouldn't say, let's eat pig ears um, every every Sunday, like they did because they had to. But I don't think it's wrong with looking down on, like, with embracing tradition, having something to hold on to and understanding, you know, we eating chitlins, like, I hate chitlins. Maybe that's not a good um, example. We eat pig ears because... That's all we could get back in the day. We're blessed now. We don't have to buy pig ears, but understanding, like, at one point, this is how we survived. I think it's just a part of our story, and I think that matters. I think niggas be losing that shit. I mean, I agree with you 100%, 1,000%. My question is, the same motherfuckers who want to cancel certain meals in Thanksgiving are the same motherfuckers who be like, what you eat don't make me shit. Like, let me live my life and let me do what I want to do. But let these niggas eat chitlins. If they want to eat chitlins, let them fucking eat chitlins. If they want to eat pig feet, let them. My mom and daddy love pig feet, chitlins, uh, scrap, all that shit. Let them eat that shit. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Why do we? Why? Why do you have to have commentary on what other people eat for Thanksgiving? People from Louisiana love fucking what is it? Gumbo and what's the what's the sausage? Boudin. Mm, yeah. And shit like let that's them eat they, that. That's what they eat for Thanksgiving now. Uh, the niggas that I know for Thanksgiving be looking for like, what? Hey, who got the Buddha in around here or whatever? I'm like, I don't know. This is Maryland. There's, I don't know. You got to talk to a nigga from Louisiana. We got crabs. <laughs> I think it's just about the gathering, though. I mean, well, to me anyway, like you could eat whatever as long as everybody's there together, spending time, hanging out, being thankful. Like right. it don't really matter what's on the menu. Right. That mind. What what is on y'all's menus? I need to, I need some inspiration. Man, my mama Seafood. just went 100 percent catered this this year. Oh, where you no, ain't cooking? Nobody has to lift a finger. I, I, I'm gonna do I, I'm gonna do some gumbo, but nobody has to lift a finger. Oh, that's cool. It's not bad. Um, what, what about you? Five thousand seafood. Seafood, seafood, seafood food. stuffing. Yeah, just seafood in general. Yeah, but. Like so, that would be part of like traditional Thanksgiving stuff. No dressing, probably. Maybe I might just make it for myself, but I doubt it. What about you, JJ? Uh my Thanksgiving still TBD. So uh, I probably make a pot. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't know. So I might make greens. I might make some macaroni and cheese. I don't know. Depends what I'm doing. 
true. I'm still I still got it up in the air too. I'm trying to see if my people gonna come down or not. So yeah, but I need to get some inspiration on what to cook. I don't know whether to go all the way in or just partly in, or just go to my uncle's house and chill chill with them. We'll see. That's what's up. All right, man. So let's get into it. I wanted to start on a positive note before we got into the the dark gristle of the podcast. It is fuck nigga week. That's how we want to do it, right? Like fuck nigga week. I know we were debating on it being fuck. Yeah, nigga saying week. saying fuck niggas week. I probably gives off a different like. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I understand um, what you're saying like, now. Like you can't see the apostrophe like you can't, you can't over the audio. Right. Yeah, because I was thinking of fuck niggas week in like in terms of, like St. Valentine's Day or something like that, but it just sounds like a a declaration, and we're not declaring fuck niggas we're referring to the noun of fuck niggas so we all know who that is um so we there's a there's been a week of fuck nigga fire shenanigans i know usually for me on my social media i dedicate friday to fuck niggas but it's been over over um aggressive in terms of the things that have happened so we have a list of six items um that have gone on throughout this past week in relation to fuck nigga activity you start at the top of the list with the baby versus Danny Lay. Uh, the baby is a rapper. The baby is a fuck nigga. He has um, been known for a lot of controversy around beating up niggas and killing niggas, and also, um, I guess, his most damning um, evidence of being a, a homophobe is nearly canceled him. And we talked about it on previous podcasts. But he's also had a baby with Danny Lay. I guess Danny Lay's a singer. She's some sort of singer. Uh, and they had a baby together. And apparently he went on on Instagram Live um, to kick her out the crib. Because he didn't fuck with her no more. I, that's all I got, Batman. Like, I know he's a fuck nigga for, for one, for putting his business. I think it's just weird to put all your business on social media just so tens of hundreds of thousands of people could see her activity. But also it's just weird to kick your baby mama and baby out your house. If y'all live together, it'd be different if y'all was like, you know, co-parenting, but these niggas live together and he kicked her out of the crib. So I thought that was strange. Uh, what are your thoughts on these actions? Is he a fuck nigga or is he a fuck nigga? Well, to give a little bit more detail and on the story. So apparently, um, this is her version of the story. Um, they had sex. He came in her. Um, she ordered a plan B to the house. He didn't like the the fact that she ordered a plan B to the house. Uh, so she so he woke her up and the baby and was like, you know, get out like at one o'clock in the morning. Um. So I don't know if I don't know I don't know if if there was a push and match or whatever, but anyway, he got online. I got on live. And then while he was on live, it was a barrage of like, you know, calling her names. Then he was like, yeah, I ain't going to tell everybody about your family and how fucked up that shit is and how they don't like you. Like all types of like petty bullshit ended up calling her a side chick. Um, You know, you always been a side chick and then ended up calling the police on her. Um, and at one point she was Call literally threatening. Yeah, at one point 
um, she was literally breastfeeding while he was calling her names. So, yeah, 100% fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's proven time and time again that, like, he's a fuck nigga, right? We've seen him punch like a woman uh, fan before because uh, she got too close with the camera. We've seen him cuss out. I mean, not cuss out, but, you know, all the shit he's done on stage. There's been a couple things that the nigga's done. Uh, and, you know, he doubled down on his remarks. Like, I think it's just probably quintessential fuck nigga. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's real fucked up that, like, I don't know. I guess they don't make niggas the way they used to. Like, even if you don't fuck with her like that and you only look at her as a baby mama type shit, that's still, like, the mother of your child. Like, at what point are you like, all right, man, well, fuck it, I'm just going to go in the other room, like, and just on some mature shit. But, like, to go live and call all types of side chicks and bitches and hoes and dumb and put, like, her family business out there, yeah, nigga, that shit, that shit lame. Yeah, I mean, nigga's a fuck nigga and just an overall bad person. But in 2021, does that fucking matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who the fuck said it, but, like, you do what you want when you pop in. And that's the attitude that a lot of these niggas have. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, your granddaddy, your daddy be like, you know, you should go talk to such, 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 such. You're a good dude, come from good stock, you know, doesn't put his hands on women, knows how to talk to you, you know what I'm saying? Not going to be an asshole. That was a part of your resume. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the things that make you a good dude, an upstanding dude in the community. It doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you got a little bit of change, as long as you got some money, you can essentially do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, if his baby mama leaves because she's tired of it and she's fed up with this nigga for being a fuck nigga, which she should be because he is a fuck nigga and he is a bad person, another chick's just going to come right behind her, knowing what just happened with his baby mama. So what is the incentive socially for niggas to be not fuck niggas? Like, back in the day, there were there was penalties for being a fuck nigga. People didn't want to be fucked up with a fuck nigga. Now you can be a fuck nigga, and it's totally, it's totally cool. If you got money, you still gonna get hoes. You still gonna get, you still gonna get chicks. Niggas is still gonna fuck with you, and niggas is still gonna fucking pay you. So what's the, what's the incentive to not be a fuck nigga? No, because people just want to be famous and have a following and appear to be cool and all of that stuff. So yeah, to your point, it's no penalty or whatever. Like you got a little following or a little clout. People gonna be all in. And the crazy thing is, the next person, the next woman's gonna think she's different from from Danny. Like, <clears throat> I think it was a controversy around her a while back because she was saying like, um, he's not the baby ain't gonna do me like his baby mama's because I'm like skin. Um, so she she thought she was special. I think everyone, I think people, most people think they're special nowadays. And, and and unique, they're like us, and I guess we're all different in the eyes of God, but in terms of just people being people, I mean, shit, people are pretty much there's different types of people that all fit into certain categories. Like I don't think people are so different and so special to the point where you don't they shouldn't expect to have some sort of <clears throat> treatment. Or be treated a particular way if someone's track record shows otherwise. No one's that special. I mean, I think it's just unrealistic to think unrealistic to think that way. Right. I mean, my uncle told me like you can't change the stripes on the zebra. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
the nigga is who he is. You like like to your point, Chef. Apparently there was some overlap with his last baby mama. You know what I'm saying? And she kind of jumped in the picture and she had beef with the other baby mama for whatever reason. And she had the song Yellow Bone. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things like, what were you looking for in a man? And I kind of talked about that last week. Like, women aren't looking for real niggas no more. They're looking for niggas who look good on the gram, that can help them look good on the gram, or can pay their bills. And again, that's. That's gonna end up biting a, a lot of lot of women in in the butt. Like when you see like these red flags that like we talked about a, two weeks ago. Like you need to pay attention to them shits and don't think you're gonna change a nigga, especially a rich nigga <laughs> or or an old right. nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like niggas get set in their ways. They are who they are. So just, I mean, that goes for men too. I mean, you're probably not gonna change her the other way. Like you know. If she's acted this way her whole life, and then you come in and be like, nah, nigga, she ain't going to do me like that. Yeah, she is. She going to do you like that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Give her <laughs> a little time. So that's just for everybody, man. Y'all y'all start looking for, um, like, good people. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody who you want to be with for the, rest of your, for the rest of your life. I saw a clip on Instagram, and they were talking to, like, I call little girls anybody under the age of, like, 30. And they were and they were just talking about, yeah, whether uh you know, we're looking for the scammers and the drug dealers. And so the dude that was uh paying attention was like I mean not paying attention, dude that was asking questions, interviewing, like, what about the like the nigga in college or you know, that has like a good job, like, nah, them niggas like ain't nobody checking for them niggas. But you don't realize you you'll fuck around, get with these scamming niggas, have a baby bomb, because right now he's flashy. And doing whatever the fuck, paying your bills. But eventually, the lick runs out, the scam runs out. Or the nigga gets caught and ends up going to jail. And now you got a whole scam baby, and what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not like them niggas are good with money. Not like niggas are uh, fucking getting IRAs and shit like that. Like, <laughs> investing that money. No, they buying you clothes and purses and Birkins, and them niggas buying Jordans and rims. And at yeah. the end of the day, when that shit run out, what do you have? A fucking scam baby. Yeah, man. It's, scam uh, baby, I like that. So, so social media amplifies bad decisions, bro. Like, we've been at this relationship thing since we were cavemen, you know what I'm saying? And we kind of settled on whatever the fuck we ended up with in the 80s <laughs> and 90s. This is probably the best way to mitigate risk for us to interact with each other. Some kind of way social media hit its boom and motherfuckers just tried to reinvent the whole motherfucking wheel. And now we just have motherfucking bedlam. It's just fucking insanity the way niggas is like, like you said, like, I'm trying to check. I'm checking for the scammers and drug dealers. Like, bitch, you do know that's dangerous, right? Like, you know, you know, you could die, right? You can get your head bust. You go to jail just for being associated with drug dealers and scammers. Ultimately, technology is going to be our downfall. And I think it's interesting because I know we all work in tech in varying degrees. (laughs) But ultimately... Because we've used it for for the bad and not what it's supposed to really be for. Like, everything was built with rose-colored glasses. This shit gonna destroy everything. <laughs> like, like social media has really put shit on its ass. Like, it shouldn't be this way. But it's this way because people want to be seen. And to 5,000 point, they want to be famous. And they want to be famous for all the wrong reasons. 
They were talking about it on um, on Dateline. And the question that the dude asked the dude who studies Facebook and Instagram and all of this shit was, would you let your 13-year-old smoke cigarettes? Mm. And the overwhelming answer, answer, no. answer is fucking right. no. But then he was like, so if you... If you if you wouldn't let them smoke cigarettes, why would you let them have a social media account, which is much worse than a cigarette? And he's like, you let them do it now. When you're 40, the cancer is already in you and there's nothing that you can fucking do. Right. I was like, oh, that's dark. But it's the truth. I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. And especially with the the kids, again, who don't know the difference between real life and social media. Like, I haven't, I might have seen or heard something. They're talking about, it's never been another generation who doesn't, there hasn't been a generation who doesn't care about going to hell like these, this younger generations. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they'll go around, they'll fuck around and hit people in the head in Walmart and pretend like they didn't or prank, they call it prank, prank their grandmama into thinking shit. And, you know what I'm saying? Just doing anything for attention. Like, look yeah. at that. That's not of God. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas just all want to go to hell. Scamming, whatever you have to do, stealing, yeah. what you know what I'm saying? Whatever whatever needs to be done to get attention. And and that's that's the thing. It's that, that dopamine hit of every like. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I mean, social media. It's gonna be the end yeah, the end of us all. Verdict your foot, nigga. Next. Zach Stacy versus his baby moms. Now, Zach Stacy, I don't remember him, but he was in the NFL for a few years. He played for the Jets at one point. Well, he was drafted to the Rams. That's how oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, wait, was he a running back? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I do remember him then. Okay, so he. I think um, he played for Vanderbilt. I think that's why I know. But that is him. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I remember him now. Oh, fuck that nigga. But. He um, <clears throat> there was a video that went viral um today of him beating his baby mother like so shit like that I can't really consume for real I can't consume most bullshit like that so I think I watched the first few seconds where he was he swung on her and I was like oh no I can't do it but apparently it got worse he like body slammed her and threw her into the baby um one of the babies um little play play pack and play joints bro he um, damn near he tossed her he tossed a grown woman across the room pretty much he tossed her across the room yes right and Jesus against Christ. the wall hit the tv and like what you said like he basically body slammed her into that little thing that the little kids would walk in yeah uh right walker um yeah i mean this was you know cutting dry fuck nickiness like domestic abuse is never cool you know what i'm saying and this is the second time a nigga doing fuck shit in front of their child. Like you hit a baby crying, which is, you know, not a baby because, I mean, he's in the little walking play shit. So, you know, he's older than the baby's baby. Um, but, you know, it's just like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? And then when he walks out, he tells the baby, I love him. You. you know what I'm saying? It's just some sick niggas out there. Um, and like. Um, I mean, it, it's a it goes into like a broader point just in domestic violence. And um, like I was talking uh, to one of my friends and they were just talking about how like 
shit like this happens, and a lot of times niggas don't speak out about it. You know what I'm saying? Which, um, which is you know it's kind of weird. Like if you have a nigga who you knows like beating up and is beating up his old lady, and then you go eat chicken fingers with the nigga, like what does that say about you? Type thing. Um, so that's just something to think about. You know what I'm saying? If you got a homeboy who you know is out there, like abusing his old lady like and you just pretend like it's not going on man you're part of the problem and you know like shit has to happen I know everybody not everybody but a lot of people like man that stem don't have nothing to do with me I don't stick my nose in other people's relationship but like that nigga is, is a menace and needs help or needs to be locked the fuck up you know what I'm saying it's, it's just not cool yeah I mean Definitely. I mean, this, like like J. Joe said, is definitely cut and dry, man. I, there's no, outside of maybe this motherfucker was suffering from CTE, there's really no, there's nothing to discuss here, bro. Like, in no situation is this excusable, you know what I'm saying? Especially in front of the kids, even if the kid's not there, it's totally unexcusable. Like, that's just, that nigga needs help, bro. That nigga needs help. Um... And he needs to be under the jail. But to J. Joe's point, man, it's like we have to do better in not tolerating that shit amongst our peers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of times, like I said, people are like, that's not my business. You know, that's not my place to tell that story. But if we don't do it, it's going to be too late. You know what I'm saying? Because the O.J. Simpson, the O.J. Simpson thing is overshadowed, you know, the whole O.J. Simpson trial it's overshadowed by the fact that it was a race issue. It was probably the initial salvo of the 24-hour news cycle, right? There's all these big stories regarding OJ. Before we get to the part where the OJ Simpson situation was the default pattern of domestic violence. Like, that's how domestic violence occurs. That's how it escalates. And it ultimately ends in somebody either getting seriously hurt or killed. And that's what happens in a normal neighborhood. What happened with OJ and Nicole is something that happens all over America. But we don't talk about the domestic violence portion and how the police just let that shit, you know, go on. Oh, it's OJ or whatever. It it ultimately ended in somebody dying. But that happens in neighborhoods all across the country where people don't get involved and insert themselves in the situation and women end up hurt and women end up dying, man. So I would say as men, we definitely have to insert ourselves, but not just men, women as well, man. Like we can't, especially now that niggas give less of a fuck about their own lives and certainly the lives of other motherfuckers. We definitely have to insert ourselves to ensure that, you know, us as a community is safe because this shit is not getting no better. Yeah, I agree. I do. It was, uh, way out of bounds that shit was crazy like i saw it and it's one of the things you're like damn i wish i didn't see that and it was just like that shit was just totally uncalled for like words can't even really express how you feel when you watch something like that because like what's the point of that shit like it's i don't know that shit was just stupid all the way around have they arrested him yet like because i mean look like everybody know who it is Nah, man. So apparently this shit happened last week, and this nigga's been in hiding um, for that long. So nah, they they haven't 
They haven't found where the niggas hiding, right? How do niggas right hide from the police in 2021? Like, I, I just feel like you couldn't hide from the police. When well, I you was, know the police, yeah, I mean, what is he hide? What is he hiding from though? This shit is cut and dry. Like, what is there to hide from? Getting arrested. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, to Wood's point, you can't really hide A, but B. Shit is cut and dry. Like you did it. Not like you're trying to preserve your freedom or something like this. Shit is yeah, over. You going to jail? Come on out. And she a white girl. Like you going under the jail? Like they can't wait. But it is confusing because if you have a phone, they should have him by now. Like, did he just toss his phone? I don't know. Maybe that nigga did the whole. Went to like a motel, shaved his head like they're doing fucking movies. <laughs> like, tossed the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they always do. Or dye their hair and shit like that. Well, white people dye their hair in, in, in those movies when they're trying to go dark. <laughs> and you did that shit in front of a camera, you dumbass nigga. But. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I think that was like the, a security camera. But he he needs to go to jail. He needs to get help. But you need to get help in 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 prison though, because that ship done sailed. I mean, I feel like if you if you have the audacity to beat people, beat a woman, beat a child, abuse any of anyone who's weaker and uh, weaker than you and uh, can't defend themselves. You have something wrong with you internally, so shit. Animals too. Getting the help you need, but that shit in a cell, bro. Like you, you went all the way in. You need to pay for that. All right. Interesting. So, um, next. Uh, Zach Stacy, you're fucking here, but um, next, Stevie J versus Faith Evans. (laughs) So, this was interesting. This. Okay, so Stevie J, you know, he's a producer. Faith Evans, big ex-wife, wonderful singer. Um, they got married like three years ago or something hey, like man, that. Man, that was very uh, um, misogynistic. Hold on, that was very misogynistic of you that when you brought up Faith, you referred to her as Biggie's wife, man, before you said anything about her own accolades. Yeah, I said I'm just saying what you said first. You attached her to the patriarchy. Faith. Right, ready to go. Well, Oh, Biggie's a god, god MC, and my bad. Um, as soon as I get home, still one of my favorite songs of all time, so I, I, I fuck with Faith. Anyway, um, so they got married. Um, I guess they were always like good friends or some shit. They got married, and apparently, apparently they said Stevie J was filing for divorce because he said that Faith was cheating on him. And he also proceeded to record him um himself going off on her talking about how he hates her uh, how he's never going anywhere you fucking niggas in my own house fuck you bitches he said um so all sorts of things basically disrespecting her on the on on instagram or whatever the fuck you record the shit on uh for for likes and posterity but I guess they said they was cool because the next thing you know they was they was on a vac- on vacation together chilling so Here's my thing about y'all. I and mean, we said the same thing about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, man, niggas get in arguments every day, B. We don't need to see it. I think niggas be oversharing, man. Like, stop sharing all shit, man. Yeah, but like, those, those relationships, right, where you calling, where you calling your wife a bitch and you ain't shit and I hate you 
Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, when we talk about like toxic relationships, that's that's what really a toxic relationship is. Even if y'all have sex and make up and like do it, like the fact that you going through those motions, man, like why, why, why not be with somebody that is your peace, as they say? Like, I would hate to. Now, Stevie J do them good drugs, so we know that, and. Faith like that good drink, so they, you know, I, it might be a Bobby Whitney type thing, but again, just like saying, just saying, a man just talk to a woman like that, it's just, I don't know, dog, that shit just doesn't sit right with me. Just sitting there calling her a bitch and you ain't shit, fuck you, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm like nigga, like, I don't know, man. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't grow up with arguing in my house, so I don't like to argue. Um. So whenever I see shit like that, that shit just looks like some some dumb shit to me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. Um, and it's it's just a bad example, right? Like kids goes back to social media again. Kids are seeing, and and I get it. You were mad, and the first thing I guess the first weapon you looked for was social media. But there are kids, and and I, and I don't mean kids like kids, kids under 18, I do because they're on social media too, but also like young adults and they see Faith First Stevie J. They see the baby verse, Danny Lee, Danny Lay, whatever the fuck her name is. You see fucking Summer Walker's entire fucking album, right? All of this stimulus is an adversarial relationship between men and women, right? There's no... The only thing you see that's like beautiful right now, hopefully it stays that way, is like Russell Wilson and Sierra. Everybody else's shit is like some tumultuous ass shit, bitch, I hate you, or I'm going to get this bitch before she get me, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they see. So when all, that's all you see, that begins to be the lens through which you view a relationship. You go into a relationship already looking for the fucking exit, or already looking to get that motherfucker before he gets you. And then people will turn around and wonder, why the fuck is my relationship's not working out? Bitch, because you got a bad fucking foundation and view of what a relationship is supposed to be. To J. Joe's point, I remember like when I got older, my mom and dad were like, yeah, we used to argue, but we uh, we made a pact that we would never argue in front of y'all because that affects fucking children. But now you don't have that. All the fucking safeties are off. All the blinders is off. Niggas can go see your toxic ass portion of your relationship. But also that's the only portion they see. They only see you blow the fuck up on social media, right? Or that's all they see in the tabloids. They don't see after everybody's calmed down, all right, so how the fuck do we fix this shit? Like the real work that's in a relationship. All right, well, I was tripping when you were tripping, people crying, like shit like that. They don't see that part. They just see the tripping, people putting their hands on somebody, people lighting somebody's shit on fire. And that's perpetuating negativity in relationships. This shit's never going to get better if that's the shit that we perpetually see. You know what I'm saying? How men and women are interacting with each other. Right. I mean, even in the music, like, at least we grew up with, like, love songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even have, like you said, Summer Walker's album ain't nothing but, like, a fuck nigga bad relationship album. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even have love songs, basically. Because you're asking who their R&B, like, favorite R&B people are. It's like Trey songs and fucking 
you know, just fucking music. Chris Brown, you know what I'm saying? It's just a whole bunch of like, yeah, no feelings, all fucking, but you know, I'm, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for you, I'll fly you out, all this. Yeah. All the chicks are talking about, you know, let me sit on it, why should I give you this pussy, you know, what you gonna pay for? It's just a whole bunch of, like you said, it's just perpetuating bad relationships. Yeah, it's back to media and social media again. Like that's the heavy influence in our time. Yeah, and and there's no counter. That's the bad part. Like, you know, motherfuckers don't even go to church no more. You know what I'm saying? At least at that point, you'd have some some balance, or maybe <laughs> some good with your bad. But and like I said, you'd have some love songs, some good with your bad. But you don't even have that anymore. You don't. You know, you have some. Wholesome TV, some good with your bad. You don't have that shit no more. It's all, you know, Real Housewives and first married at first sight and three hundred pound life and all types of just just fuck shit. It's 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 nothing that cleanse the palate and that's that's what's so fucked up. And Bobby Brown was probably yeah, have- more toxic than most of these niggas out here, but that nigga still saying some love songs now. He was gonna give uh, you some verses great great love songs. Yeah. The thing is, though, I don't want to put on my hotel hat, but it's on now. I have my kufi on. And <laughs> I'm wondering, because I don't think you, we see this shit in other, in other uh, cultures. Like this, this incessant anger and vitriol between the sexes. You mean black or, no. or America? As um, black, like, black, like, as African Americans, I see it more so among us, at least being portrayed, than we do in other cultures. Like I mean, that, that, media, I okay. <clears throat> let me get hope. Let me put on a, a hotel beanie. I ain't gonna put on a whole hat. Um, I mean, <laughs> there has been um, a war on black families. I mean, since early civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, with, good point. You know, just with welfare and um, um, what's what's the shit? Um, Planned Parenthood. That I fuck with Planned Parenthood now, but like the inception of Planned Parenthood. Um, just just different things to you know anything they could to hold black people down. They did fucking uh, crack and put crack in the communities on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a lot of things that they have done that. That has really broken up like the black household. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I I agree. Nobody nobody else has had to deal with the attack on black people, and that's from all facets: financial, spiritual. You know how we feel about ourselves, like everything in the like no other race has had to overcome everything that we have had to overcome. You know what I'm saying? So we have a disparate. Uh, Sparency, oh fuck, dang yeah, you know what the fuck I meant. Uh, in every, in every fucking facet of our lives. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I so I agree with you, Chef. Yeah, I mean, other people don't have to deal. Other, other people, you don't see it in other races because other races don't have to deal with your shit. And I think it goes back to the Thanksgiving thing, right? Black people have a fascination with either eliminating or resetting their culture, our culture. Mm. 
And I think that is rooted in the fact that we were never rooted from we our roots to Africa, which were, were cut off. So we came here and we created another culture. And then the civil rights move. Well, no, then the reconstruction happened. We created another culture. Civil rights movement came. We created another culture. Right. So we're comfortable with resetting and changing that fucking culture. But every time we reset, we lose things. Right. White women and white men will change. But there's cert there's some bridges they won't fucking cross. Right. They're going to stick the fucking together no matter what. I don't care what year it is, right? They're going to stick to their fucking culture. <laughs> Asians absolutely are not fucking changing their fucking culture, nigga. That shit goes, that shit is deep with them. We are what we are and we, we are who we are. And they're not going to change that. The relationship between their men and their women are also going to stay the same because those are the ties that bind. Those are the things that are going to, those are, that's their North Star. Those are the things that are going to help them continue on as a people. But black people have a fascination with Oh, we've been doing that for 50 years. I don't want to do that anymore. I was just listening to the woman who was on social media this week or something saying that she's a professional woman now and she doesn't feel like having a baby by her man. So she was just going to let him have a baby by another woman. Did y'all see that? That was a good girl from Real Housewives. Um, What's her name? Not Tony. Tanya. Sorry with a T. What did she say? So basically she has a husband. She's in a committed relationship. And her husband wants a child. Her husband is older than her. She's getting her shit off. She's doing her career. Good for her, right? Tammy. That's her name, Tammy. Tammy. But she's not ready to have a child yet. So she gave him her bl- she gave him her blessing to procreate with another woman outside of their marriage because she doesn't want to have a baby. Okay. And I'm like, maybe I'm just old now. That blows my mind. That doesn't seem wise and it's totally non-traditional and maybe that's why i don't agree with it but i'm like if that's the family values that we're dealing with now that is a dissolution of the black family right there i saw so many people agreeing with that shit right like oh yeah fucking right like girl go like do your career whatever like it's it's all right like hell you, people are raising kids that's not theirs anyway and i'm like that's that's bad fucking logic you know what i'm saying just because we live in a toxic environment doesn't mean like, yeah, fuck it. I might as well be toxic. And that's that's kind of the situation that we're in. We see so much bullshit around us. We just say, fuck it. Let's just perpetuate the bullshit or do something totally fucking different until you look up one day and you don't recognize anything. We say, fuck it. We're not doing Christmas anymore. We're not doing Thanksgiving anymore. Fuck it. I don't need a fucking husband. I'm just about to get this fucking money. And the only thing that everybody agrees on is I'm about to get paid for some reason. Would it be fair to say, in y'all's opinion, that our history has kind of been placated on the ability, well, not even the ability, the necessity to adapt. Like, we've always had to be able to embrace change because coming to America as slaves, getting ripped from your families, creating new families, getting ripped from that family, the constant threats of being killed and threats <clears throat> and having to live secret lives of being educated or, or knowing things because you might get killed if you know how to read and shit like that. Would you say that having that ability to be adaptable is a part of our DNA? 
So even if you get to the point where you don't even see the, there is not really a necessity to, to change and certain things that are tradition do have value. It's so ingrained in us to, to change shit that is, ain't worth changing because that's just how, how we are. I had this thought like a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I'm a little high. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know if it's a change thing. I think it's a, I think it's, and I don't know if all of the, the socialism slaves died or something, all the group, collective group slaves died and nothing was left but alphas. But mm. we just have an attitude that the success of the race is secondary to the success of the individual. And yeah. Yeah. And that that permeate. I mean, we're about to talk about Young Dolph in a minute. It's it permeates everything that we do. And I mean, Asians would be like, "Look, I'm trying to get paid myself for my family, but I'm not about to. In, I'm not about to embarrass my people. I'm not about to. You know, I always, I always like juxtapose. I guess I don't know. I think that's the word. I always compare African Americans to Italians, right? Because we have similar sort of, you know, references across the two, right? And Italians worked hard to get that mafia shit off of them, right? Because it was starting to affect the way that people viewed their entire fucking race. Like, hey, man, stop doing mafia movies about us. Like, African organizations that stopped doing mafia movies about us. There were programs in the community like, hey, man, like, I don't want to be looked at as a, a guido or whatever the words are to talk about Italians. I'm not trying to be racist. That's just Greece, whatever they called people that were associated with the mob. Black people have no such attitude where it's like our negative stigmas. We need to work on not perpetuating those outside of our community. We are who we are. We can't change who the fuck we are. And that's not what I'm and you know what I'm saying. But at some point in time, we can't keep emphasizing and perpetuating the most negative things about us. Because that's what people see. But we're in a situation now where that's what sells. That's what gets people money. So that's the attitude that people adopt, man. And it's not it's not healthy for us collectively as a people at all. I agree. So that's a good segue into Young Dolph. Uh, young, uh, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Young Dolph was uh, murdered yesterday in Memphis. His hometown. He never left. Um and was killed outside of a local um, cookie shop, um, which I guess was apparently, um, side note, was known for being robbed constantly, which is disgusting in and of itself. Like a black-owned business constantly getting robbed by their own, by our own people. So, um, just <clears throat> to your point, Wood, um, Young Dolph was. Um, I'm not familiar with all his music, honestly, because I have old nigga years, but I know he owned his own masters, which matters. Um, he he was a, a, a known staple in the Memphis community. And Memphis is not the coolest place, you know what I'm saying? Just from a, a crime perspective, um, just from just culturally, but he, he stayed there and tried to give, give to the community and, and be a, a bright light there. So, you know, it's obviously a tragedy that he passed and it was from people, you know, his own, our own people, um, robbing him. Um, just people seeing you do well, 
and I got to get a piece of it. I mean, that's what that's why I gather at this point when I see stuff like this because what's the other, what's what's the other point? What what's what's the full value of it? Is that what happened? Do we have any information on what happened? Uh, I mean, all People we know is that people just assuming it's a hit I, I haven't seen anything that confirmed that but you know he's been shot at a nope. few times been shot a few times yeah been shot a few times so people just feel like it was some kind of ongoing feud or something he was tied up in yeah but we don't know all we know is that he was going to get cookies for his mama and he got shot in broad daylight and it's just, just sad. He was 36. Um, mm. uh, very popular rapper, not just, you know, just amongst fans, but like rappers. So, <laughs> yeah, I went on social media and you could just see like how how many people like fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? So yesterday I went to like his Spotify, whatever page. And I was like, damn, he had songs with just about everybody. So, I mean, you see him posting with E-40, um, shit, Deion Sanders. When Jackson State, I think, won that first game, <laughs> they uh, would play Dolph in the, in the locker room. And he was there, you know, jumping up and down, dancing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's real sad, uh, sad, sad. And he really touched a lot of lives. When they said he was doing a lot of positive stuff in Memphis, but it's one of those things like, do you have to like love your city from afar? So many of our young rappers get killed in their hometown. So, I mean, the uh, Nipsey Hussles, the, uh, what's the dude in New Orleans, Young Greatness. Um, it's just countless people that is like, you know, they, they try to, they try to stay home for whatever reason, and it ends up being their demise. So I don't know, man. I think maybe once you get to a certain status, man, maybe you just need to move to fucking Iowa like uh, Chief Keith did or wherever the hell he is. So when white people see black people getting off the plane, they ask you, like, oh, are you here to see Chief Keith? Like, it's only five black people there. So <laughs> you at least get a heads up once, once uh, black people arrive. Like, I don't know. But that's that's so sad, man. Because it's like, why can't successful black people from the hood be around their own people, right? And somebody was making a point on Twitter today, like, oh, well, violence is everywhere. Motherfuckers are dying all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Young Dolph is not nothing different than what's going on anywhere. I'm like, thinking to myself, like, nigga, like, Garth Brooks, nobody's ever shot at Garth Brooks. Clint Black is still straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Brooks and Dunn. Never got shot at. You feel me? Like, even you look at to the extreme, like, look at, like, Osama Bin Laden, right? This motherfucker is one of the nastiest, like, worst people to ever walk the earth. But he could walk down the middle of the street in his own hood and nobody would do anything to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Like, nobody's going to touch him. So all of these things all across the fucking world, like motherfuckers are in their own fucking hood and they can walk down the middle of the street. We're talking about from Osama bin Laden on one side of the spectrum all the way to fucking Garth Brooks. But young Dolph can't fucking kick it in his hometown of Memphis. That's 
And okay, you can say, well, yeah, well, he shouldn't have still been in the hood. The hood shouldn't be in a situation where niggas can't be there, especially if they're from the fucking hood. Shoot at white people. Kyle Rittenhouse is about to get free anyway. Shoot at that motherfucker. George Zimmerman is walking the fucking streets. Shoot at that motherfucker. Stop shooting at each other. Like, the shit doesn't make any sense. And we need to get to a point where it's not like, if you make money, you should leave. Because I'm saying fuck niggas are still in the hood doing whatever. They're going to kill somebody. So it's not okay to say all the successful motherfuckers leave and leave the rest of us here to fucking get shot at by these dumbass niggas. We got to get to a point where motherfuckers value the lives of their neighbors. You feel me? And that's a cultural thing. It may sound racist. It may sound Uncle Tomish or whatever, but it's a cultural thing where we don't give a fuck about our neighbor as much as other cultures. Many other cultures, not all of them. I'm sure there are cultures that don't give a fuck about their neighbors, too. But if there were a fucking power ranking of cultures that don't give a fuck about their neighbor, we're probably in the top 10 of motherfuckers who don't give a fuck. Just saying. No, we, we, so, we up there. But, uh, so, I, yeah. so I agree with pretty much everything, but this nigga Dolph could open doors for other, for his other neighbors, right? So, yeah, I understand, like, yeah, we got to get to a point where we respect everybody's life, <laughs> but... A nigga who, let's just say, is worth $5 million, right? He can build, he can bless the cookie lady to have five other cookie stores in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we all should value everyone's life, but you took somebody that could fuck around and help your brother, your sister, your uncle. You know what I'm saying? So he, he had power and influence where he could have made but bruh, the changes. Think about it. Think about black people, right? Black people under anxiety, stress, and duress default to I don't give a fuck. We've all, like a wreck, like forget famous motherfuckers and people who kill niggas. Like we're talking about regular motherfuckers at their job. That when they get fed up, they'll lose their shit and be like, I don't give a fuck. We talked about it before. Like, niggas just say, I don't give a fuck for some reason. When they're happy, when they're sad, when they're mad, they'll just say, I don't give a fuck and go do something. Niggas will be at their job and say, I don't give a fuck. I beat this nigga ass or I slapped this hoe, whatever. And we've seen it happen. A motherfucker will risk the money that's in their pocket, the food in their kids' mouths, their very livelihood, because at some point in time, they got pissed off and said, I don't give a fuck. There's that inherent, I don't give a fuck in all of us. And it's a cultural thing. It's on a spectrum. It's on a scale now. Some people are very high and some people are very low but there's that inherent I don't give a fuck that at any given time people are not going to stop to think about what you can do for them individually or what you can do for the community they don't give a fuck especially if they see you eating and they not whatever jealousy or whatever they have in their heart they gonna lash out and they gonna end up busting your head or robbing you with some shit because like I said they don't give a fuck how do you how do you reverse that culture and take that inherent I don't give a fuck either mitigate it or completely remove it from people. How do you do that? It, it has to, to do care. with... Go ahead. You have to care about where the fuck you are. And I mean that, like, geographically. I mean that, like, in terms of the state of, of where you are in life. You have to have... You have to care. <clears throat> so then the question is, why why don't you care? I mean, there's there's situations of generational poverty. There's situations... Uh, this is how you were raised, um, so you don't have you don't your vision doesn't go beyond the end of your nose. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's really just based on perspective. 
like if you go to <clears throat> like a place that you that is considered the hood, the the property value is lower. Is this dirt on this shit like trash on the street and shit like motherfuckers don't give a fuck about where they at um and they don't give and they see motherfuckers that do well like how to they they aren't saying how can I be like him how can I aspire to to get to the point where I I could serve my community they'd be like how can I get this nigga not how I could get like him how can I get him so it's like it's a mindset. <clears throat> That's perpetuated over generations because we we just haven't learned to love ourselves enough. And I think that's the biggest issue. Like, and I know I don't know how this is going to come off even from a listener's perspective, but it has to be something about why we don't care enough to where we have to kill somebody for a small gain. And we don't even know if they if they robbed him or anything. He might just been killed. Was he robbed? Yeah, I don't think he was robbed based on um, like the still images that I saw of it. But part of it has to do with like a selfishness and just mm-hmm. you know, like Wood just said, I don't give a fuck, me, 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 fuck everybody else. But then also, um, there's a certain inherent impatience that we have. Like I remember growing up, I don't know if my mom got this from like Les Brown or something, but she used to uh, always quote that we as black people must learn to delay gratification but now all we see around us is hyper gratification like you ain't getting to the bag you ain't got a foreign you ain't got this you ain't got that and then you know some of these people that may not have these opportunities or the opportunity might be right in front of them but again the impatience takes over and then you like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go to college and try to get a job and build up to that shit. I'm going to just go start robbing or I'm going to go start trying to rap because, you know, get to the bag and I'm iced out and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that's what it is. It's just like I don't really have time to go get the shit on my own. So I'll just take yours. And that's how that shit goes from there. Yeah, man. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll prayers for his family. Hopefully, they get through this very dark time uh, together. Um, but next, so I don't know anything about this story, honestly. So, JJ, you might have to um, beat, um, bump this one up. But Maryland congressman versus revenge porn. What was this story? Uh, one of Woods' homeboys in Maryland. Uh, this oh, white. Sam. Um, <laughs> well, was, uh, I don't know if he's a congressman. Um, hold on, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the deets right now. Um, so uh, let's just say uh, a Maryland politician, politician, politician. I think he was a mayor or something, maybe. I think Cambridge, I think Cambridge, Maryland is somewhere involved in that. Maybe I'm not sure. Here we go, right here. All right. So it is. Oh yes, a it's a Maryland mayor. Uh, so he's charged with posting revenge porn on Reddit. Andrew Bradshaw, thirty-two. Uh, so basically, he was dating a woman. They no longer were dating. Uh, so some new pictures appeared on Reddit. Uh, numerous pictures 
from different accounts and somehow they got back to her and she was like, well, I only sent these nudes to one person. So then they uh, checked the IP address and it went straight to this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> right. Like the nigga did it from his phone. So yeah, this nigga's getting charged. And I think in the state of, I mean, the state of Maryland is definitely like uh like against the law to do that. Um, everything is against the it. law in Maryland. There's a law for everything in fucking Maryland. You may not go to jail for it, but it's on the books. And All right. yeah, but he's not he's not DC Maryland or even Baltimore. There are levels to Maryland. It's DC Maryland, Baltimore Maryland. He's in Cambridge Maryland, which is on the eastern shore. So we don't we don't fuck with him. All right. So he's charged with fifty counts of uh, distributing revenge porn. So each count. <laughs> can face up to two years incarceration and a $5,000 fine. Um, what? Right. Yeah, you can't. No. Listen. Why is that? Why did you say word like that's like that's a surprise? You don't think that that's a, worthy of a crime? I, I know it's a crime, but I, I thought maybe it was like probation and heavy fines. I know it was like two years to count. You know people yeah, like I just, I just didn't know. You know people like re- release revenge porn on people and like 30 days later that person like offs themselves, right? Yeah, like that's that's just a big deal. I just right. didn't know what the what the punishment was. This is the first time I've really kind of heard of it being um, charged. So I I didn't know like how it was. I know how it was litigated. So I mean that's just good to know. Yeah, I think it's good to know. First of all, that yeah, you just digging a deep hole. Um, but no, man, these are one of the worst fuck niggas because. Like you mess it up for like the rest of the class. Now we all can't go to recess. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because nigga, like if a woman feels comfortable enough to like send you naked pictures of her in different positions, doing different things, video, nigga, that is a blessing, nigga. And she'd be, you know, it should be held to the highest regard, nigga. Like that's, you should keep that safe. But like, I feel like it should be illegal in all fucking states. You know what I'm saying? Because that way women will feel more comfortable sending nudes. You yep. know what I'm saying? You know how hard it is to like, be like, hey, why don't you send me a little something, a little something, something. You know what I mean? And then they'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. Be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Just a nipple or something, a booty cheek. Like, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's not the easiest task all the time to get a nude. So once you get them, man, you should, you know, hold them close to your heart nigga, and never let it go. And even if y'all break up and it's not amicable and y'all beefing and she call you a stupid motherfucker, look, you you that's you just don't go that route. Yeah. You just don't do it. You don't, don't, lash you don't out. Release, release the news. You don't know lash, what I'm saying? Lash out, bro. Go to jail for two years because I, I need the news to be able to. To roam free, you know what I'm saying? And people feel comfortable to release the news, you know what I'm saying? So, fuck that nigga. Lock him up. Make him a, an example. And Bill Meyer was talking about it on his show last week, and he was like, niggas don't, they don't know the pressure and the stress of having to go out, see a woman from across the room, and having to, don't know her from fucking Adam, and having to walk up to her and talk to her. And she may fuck with you or she may not. You really only, you got a 30 second elevator pitch and hopefully your shit work out. But like niggas don't do that no more. So when shit like this happens, whatever happened, right, to get him to that point, 
he just lashed out. He couldn't he couldn't deal with the L. He couldn't take the L. And that's that's something new. Like niggas can't take can't deal and digest L's like they used to. So they lash out, they post news, they call they they side chick or well I guess they baby mama a side chick on the on the internet or they throw her across the room into a TV. Like niggas can't digest L's like they used to. Yeah, I think the male ego is getting more and more fragile. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this is the way you get revenge, nigga? Like, fuck a homegirl. Do something classy like that. But don't, like, release the nudes. Like, yeah. like it has to be better, I don't know, better yeah. ways. Like, nigga, you, you want to just pick up and throw it down. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's just weird shit that, that, that men are doing nowadays. I mean, niggas been abusing for, for life, you know, forever. But, like... Right. Cutting on lives and videotaping and doing all this shit for what? For attention? Like, I don't know. I think that people are really addicted to attention, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, when people video videotape themselves crying, like, you for real, like, push record, got the right light so people can see, like, tears rolling right. down. Like, yeah, who who does that? And it's also a tinderbox, man. We're also emotionally charged now. Like I think I talked about it a couple of months ago. You can't you can't turn the internet on as a man in America, especially a black man. You can't turn the internet on at any given time during the day and not trip over niggas ain't shit. Like I mean, I feel like it's all day. Yeah, I mean it's all day. As soon as you wake up in the morning, you can just check Twitter with black people, and there's a woman saying the niggas ain't shit, or there's music to saying the niggas ain't shit. And that's constant, right? So you're already emotionally charged that it's an adversarial relationship between men and women. So when you do get in a regular relationship, you're already 25, 30% of your way there into bitch, fuck you. Because that's all you see. That's the stimulus you get 100% of the time. And I get it. You know, there are gripes with that women have with men and there are gripes that men have with women. But we can't sit and talk about that shit all day, every day, because that just charges our emotions to be bad to each other. And that's a lot of times what fucking happens. We shit to people we don't know all day, and then we go home to the people that we do know, and we're halfway to telling them about themselves, too. So, not a good situation. Did you did you say we all have a tinderbox? I think I said we're all a tinderbox, but I could say we all have a tinderbox, too. I don't know. We all, we all, are, we all are a tinderbox? Yes, we're all the box. Okay, is that wrong? Is, no, I, I just never heard. I've never been called a tinderbox before, so I, I was just wondering, uh, like, if I be upset, but you included yourself <laughs> in the tinderbox, so I guess it's okay. We're all a tinderbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just gonna take it as disrespect, <laughs> right? We're, we're all a, we're all a tinderbox. We've heard we, we've, we, we've heard that expression, tinder. right? A tinderbox. Oh, you meant tender like tender? No. Okay, I see what you said. Like tender, like you start a fire. Not like a bomb. Like <laughs> sounds like some firecrackers. Oh. <laughs> no, so you haven't heard tinderbox either, Chef? Yeah, I've heard tinderbox. Like you, you yeah, yeah, really 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 explode. Oh, like that type of tinder. Yeah. Oh. Okay, got you. <laughs> I just thought I mean like not. I, I, nigga, I didn't like it. We were talking about feelings. Like, like calling a coochie, nigga. Right, nigga. <laughs> you no, nigga, you're tinderbox. You calling T T. T E N D R instead of T I D R. You get a tender box from Popeyes, nigga. Three piece. Oh, shit. 
Oh, <laughs> we're on the tinderbox. Thanks. Hey, boy, you learn something new on the podcast every time. And I swear I'd be the only nigga that never heard some shit before. You ask him, like, yeah, nigga, I know hey, what a tinderbox is. Go ahead. To avoid being a tinderbox, I think it's important to get yourself an OG or a, or a board, a sounding board. Like a board of niggas that, that set you straight. Niggas don't want to listen to the big Not homies. Because the big homies talking that tradition, that tradition shit. Hey, man, just get you a good girl. Got a, got a head on her shoulders. You know what I'm saying? She got a little nursing gig. You know, get you, you know, get you a little job at the UPS. Get your truck. You know what I'm saying? Or get you to go to college. Get you a good job. Niggas don't want to hear that shit. That shit's not wavy. Like, what you talking about, OG? I'm trying to get on this crypto. I'm trying to get rich off crypto and and real estate. Scam a little bit on the side and make this money. You had a scam to get your crypto money. And then with your crypto money, you, you have, buy real you estate. You have to get the crypto yeah. money. You got to buy a scammer, baby. Then you and buy, then you, I don't know how these motherfuckers buying real estate. Then you got to get, right, then you get your Instagram model. And then you have a, a scammy baby. And then <laughs> live happily ever after in jail. So you beat her up on on Instagram. Oh. Damn it. Right. You took it dark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's make it bright again, man. Let's get out of this, man. Like, let's get out. Let's get out of the, the fuck niggas week. I mean, it's fuck nigga week, but the week's almost over with. So let's get into something happy. Silk Sonic album came out last week. <clears throat> Long anticipated. I'll clap it up. Long anticipated Silk Sonic album came out last Friday. And boy, oh boy, that was 30 minutes of slap. If ever there was uh, 30 minutes of slap, man. Like, I enjoyed the whole album. Um, I liked, I could hear a little bit of inspiration of enchantment. I'm a big enchantment fan. I got, um, what's his name? I got, it gave me a little bit of Norman Connors vibes. If you, if you fuck with Norman Connors, I'm an old nigga and I'm like 72 in my heart, uh, and my heart. Uh, so shout out to them. The only thing I didn't get from this Silk Sonic album I was hoping for was some nice, like 19, Early 1980s soul vibes, where it was kind of disco-y, but kind of soulful, like that cocaine soul. <laughs> like that. That's why. Yeah, that, that Curtis Mayfield type shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> they had like some <laughs> some makings of you vibes going on, or even what's what's the other one? Shit, I'll pull it up. There's another Curtis Mayfield song I love that. I was I was hoping for that that feeling, but I didn't get it. But man, great listen. Like I've listened to the album four times because it's only 30 minutes, so. I love it. <clears throat> I was happy. So I listen to white music a lot because they actually use instruments still in a lot of their music. I was just happy to not hear 808 laden like tracks with beat. Was it drum kits and shit and just words and singing over it, man? Like there was there were instruments like it was an actual song, like an original song that didn't really sound like another song, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I haven't done as many listens as you guys, but it was a great listen from front to back. Um, I'm, I was upset that I couldn't find a vinyl version. I'm like, there's no fucking vinyl version of this. Um, I would definitely buy it on vinyl when that comes out. But just to hear an instrument, man, like that was like, that was, that was great, man. I, I, I hope more people like use, 
use more instrumentation in the music, man. I don't know nothing about mixing. People were in their mixing bags, like talking about how easy, how well it was mixed. I don't know shit about that, even though I mixed the podcast. Uh, but I don't know shit about how that sounds on a song. But even like people who listen for that type of thing are like really impressed with the the sound of the album. I anticipated to win a number of awards. Uh, when what is it? Not a Grammy. It's not a Grammy, is it? Yeah. Yeah, when the Grammys come around. Uh yeah, I didn't like it. Um Ooh. So, Ooh. Wait. Ooh. You being for real? Nah. You're not. Uh I think the music- <laughs> and the musicianship was good. I think it was mixed very well. Like uh on the way back from Nashville I listened to it and when when that album came on you could hear everything. But I wish it had more silk and less sonic, nigga. It the shit definitely is, you know, loud enough. Um, like every song to me had to have like this big moment, like this big crescendo, loud moment, and which is cool for like one or two songs, but like majority of the songs you don't need it. Um, I felt like all the songs were too. Uh, we're too Bruno, Bruno-y, if that's a word. Um, like way too. Uh, it's, it's not really satire, but it's like it didn't sound like a serious album. Kind of kitschy. Right. It wasn't se- like I wish they would have made like a serious album. Like it's all like, you know. A this bitch, and we rolling, and we smoking at the window, and we rolling. Like, it's, like, the only song that I, like, last, like, it wasn't, like, a love hey, can, making. Can we take that, can we take that from the top one more time? Are we rolling, and we smoking at the window, and we rolling. Like, we doing that shit. I like so, that song. So, <laughs> I, I, actually, I like smoking out the window was one of the ones I, I like, but. An album where they all to me sounded like that. It, it just didn't sound like a serious album. Like if they would have taken their time and really, it's like they were just mimicking. Like it's not like they were really. I don't know. It, the songs didn't. I don't know. They, it didn't seem like they were heartfelt. Like I like Blast Off. You know what I'm Blast saying? Blast Off like, is my favorite song. Right. That's the closest song I get to like maybe like a cool song. But even the song with uh, it might have been after last night but it had like Bootsy Collins on it like and he was talking in the middle of it baby like I don't need all that bullshit like nigga I wanted like a like, but he does it in the middle of like a sweet ass song and it ruined the song for me so I mean it's cool to like on a Sunday morning like um so whenever I hear an album, I'm like, what am I going to do with the album? Like, it's not like, it's not a fucking album, so you ain't fucking to it. Um, it's kind of one of those, like, you clean up Sunday morning listening to it. It's cool in the background, barbecue music, your baby's second birthday party, you know, you just put it on and while you drink a beer and, you know, people are just have it in the background. So, I mean, it is what it is. I I just was expecting more and... To me, it was just way, way too commercial. Even like the Anderson Pop songs that I knew he was the one. I mean, that nigga's getting down on the drums. Like everybody's getting down on the instruments, but just the, 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 the material, the, like the, the subject, the song subjects, 
it just it just didn't do it for me. So, but y'all enjoy. Damn. Yeah, two sides of the coin here. So I would I would I, I would say that was a surprise, but it's kind of on brand. It's on brand. It, I thought it was on brand, so I guess it just didn't shock me. Like I did. I'm a huge Anderson Park fan, so I I did think maybe he add some depth. But I think he was just like, this is fun as fuck. I'm having a good ass time. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just so, happy to be here. Dude. They were just they they were having fun doing this album. And I and I could appreciate feeling fun through the listening experience as opposed to like, for example, listening to Summer Walker album feeling like like this is um, this just doesn't make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like like I mean, because why do we listen to music? Like music evokes some emotion. Yeah. And what I and sometimes, hell, a lot of times, I want to listen to something that just feels good as opposed to something that makes me think. I love older music. Like I love '80s music. I love late. I love '70s music because a lot of times, the love songs are are very lovey dovey. But these niggas wasn't shit. They were just like, but I love your ass. You hear me? And and it felt good. And the 80s songs, they were full of cocaine. But boy, <laughs> did it feel good listening to it. Like, these niggas is having a good ass time. Right. High as fuck. So that's why I be going for it at this point. Like, I was just like, I'd rather just hear something that just like feels light, but feels fun and, and, and sounds good. So that's, that's what I got from it. Um, let's... Let's get let's get on into this music. So right now as we um pod, so we're gonna get we gonna have to take our seat soon. But uh Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan are starting their verses finally. Apparently that shit started really. But um two divas, um Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan. I love them both um almost equally. Um I'm a bigger Shaka Khan fan because she just she has so many classics, but they're doing the verses right now. I don't know how this is gonna end. What y'all, what y'all takes on the um, outcome? Well, apparently I'm always wrong, uh, and I'm a I'm a big Shaka Khan fan. I like Stephanie Mills, but love Shaka. Um, back when she was with Rufus and all the solo shits, and uh, up to when she was fucking let me rock a Shaka Khan fucking break dance in the '80s, like you know, through the wire as one of the you know. Best love songs of all time. I would say top fifty. Um, so I would have picked Shaka to uh, run the gambit on this, but apparently, as we speak, they say Shaka Khan is drunk on stage, and <laughs> running amok. So <laughs> it's really sad that that's how she's out there performing. So. I guess we'll have a. I guess we'll be able to see it afterwards. But yeah, uh, I'm glad we. I peaked before I gave my my breakdown because I would have said Shaka gonna mop the floor with her, but that's that's not the case. Stephanie Mills is the only one that's keeping this uh, verses afloat clearly. So um, yeah, maybe I should have went last and let y'all. I guess I ruined it. Sorry guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, for me, once we get into the, like, Stephanie Mills, Shaka Khan, the same way with the Isley Brothers and, you know, the elements and shit like that, I'm not picking winners. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are, like, 
this is classic. You know what I'm saying? This is Titans in the game. I'm just happy to see them perform. To me, once we get to these type of people, it's more of a collaboration show than it is a versus. Let these mm. motherfuckers we have in hip-hop now, let them do a versus against each other. I'd just be happy to hear the music. It's like when we talk about Pac versus Big, we'd be like, well, one is better than the other. I'd be like, but bitch, at what? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to qualify. We got to qualify the discussion. We got to qualify the conversation because we start splitting hairs on one versus the other, right? So we got to pinpoint exactly what we're talking about. You feel me? And it's the same with any of the Titans in the game, man. Once we get to these type of moments, I just want to appreciate the music. I don't give a fuck which one is better than the other because once you're on Mount Rushmore, what the fuck does it matter what one statue is to the other? You're all on the fucking mountain. God damn, damn niggas are really going in. I shouldn't have written none of this shit. Uh-huh. They say Shaka full of all of the drugs. <laughs> well, yeah. how, but let me tell you, Shaka is also one of like one of the sexiest like like in a prime and it past a prime though. Like shout out to that good Aries energy. Your birthday's March twenty third. You know what I mean? Shout out. But uh, yeah, back in the day, man. Them album covers, like she was the one, and yeah. she definitely. Uh, I about to say she favors Nicki Minaj. When Nicki Minaj fate uh, favors her again, like she was the one, man. She, she was the one. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> found out with the gal. No, 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 no. goes bad now. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Shit, fuck, fuck around. <laughs> fuck around and find out. <laughs> Right, shocker. <laughs> well, shocker, I let that shit go. Like, you too old to be getting high. No, fuck that. If you're going to get high, why? get high on some sweet shit. Say somebody, somebody who gets high. Right. Our chef. You don't get high on some shit that'll fuck up the, the verses, man. Like, all right, so chef, the, what are you going to stop doing? Like, she's drunk. People say they think she's drunk, man. About to hit the bottle a little too hard. Niggas, niggas debating on, on her. her, on her um, I guess on her party party uh, favors, but we'll see. But why? We're but, not gonna. Well, but why do niggas who get drunk get drunk and do drugs have to comment? Because the same niggas that are comment are the same motherfuckers that get drunk and do drugs too. She's out of verses. She's kicking it. She's playing her music. Like why? Why would I not get drunk and high? That's not about to say, man. I thought that's what you do at verses. Right. Hell, it, it, isn't it sponsored yeah. by somebody? The rock. That's what yeah. that's what Jada does. Jada get drunk. I love Jada. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Both the best. All right, cool. So the next versus after that, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Is Bone versus Three Six Mafia. Ooh, ooh. We already talked. So I think about we, we talked. We about talked this. about this one. We talked about this one. But yeah. I don't. I don't. I. Everybody's just hands down. We're gonna talk about it again for the people who missed it. No, that's all good. I mean, we're gonna talk about it. I just still don't. I still don't understand how motherfuckers is act like three six is about to come up here and like just sweep the fucking floor with Bone. Three does three six have a song bigger than Bone's biggest song? What's three six's biggest song? Three six has depth. They they have a huge catalog. Okay. And then they had that resurgence in the like in the two thousands when they had stay high and I don't I don't understand why you just starting with hate and not love. What are we, what are we doing? Nobody on here said that three six was gonna mop the floor <laughs> with 
with bone. You bleed on the people that didn't cut. I mean, you. I, I I kind of feel that way though. I just think I just think it's just a matter of kind of waiting them out. They're gonna have more. They're gonna have more books. They're gonna win more books. Basically, they might. I mean, I know three six got the they got the big Joker, little Joker. No, well, how does three six have the big Joker? No, well they. So so, you have with Bone Thugs and Harmony. You have it's Bone and Biggie Biggie. You got the Mo Thug song with Tupac. Uh, you got First of the Month, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Um, Crossroads. Cross Crossroads, Crossroads Big Hit. Crossroads. Um, I mean, they probably get into maybe like the. I don't know if they're going to get into like Moon Murder. East 1999, but, If I Could Teach the World. You think they going to do If I Could Teach the World? Yeah. Why not? That was a big song. Songs. But Smokers <laughs> Only. Uh, I mean, their, their first two albums are all classic. So, I mean, after the. I don't know what they have. I don't know if they're just going to play those first two albums. Um, trying to think what else were they featured on. Oh, they have a song with Mariah Carey. Mm hmm. Um, oh, yeah. They got some. Yeah, they got break, some individual singles. Crazy's got Crazy's got like a single or two, and so does uh, Busy. Does Busy have a single mm-hmm. from his album? I think he had one single from the album. Was it good? Yeah, I didn't even know he had an album. They had that one song from uh, Uncut. Ain't nothing like money in a ziplock bag, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Smash on the gas. Uh, with Joker the Bell Bondsman. Don't ask me how many <laughs> Uncut videos I watched. So, but so it just depends on are they gonna let um, are they gonna do three six songs? Are they gonna let do the songs that DJ Paul and or Juicy J um, produced? They're doing all those. So if they they that, then like like three six is gonna have more books. So. Three six songs. I mean, we got Slob on my knob. We got Tear the Club up. We got um, shoot. What's the, what's the international players? I mean, if we get into like Project Pat songs, we got the Don't Savers. Uh, if you ain't from my hood songs, uh, all the Juicy J songs. Uh, Juicy J. Uh, you can say no to. Pussy, but Juicy J can't ratchet pussy. What song is that? Uh, bands will make a dance. So yeah, I mean, if they get into like just DJ Paul, Juicy J shit, I just want to know if the rest of like where the dollar, where them dollars at. If Gangsta Boo's gonna be out there, they gonna have um, Crunchy Black. They got Tell the Club of Thugs, the song you know uh, with the Hot Boys. That's that's a, mm-hmm. that's a hit. Um, they got uh, I fly, I, 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 I. so they can bring a lot of people out if that's what they want to do. They can bring the white girl out. Um, what was that um, song Juicy J did? Uh, right, Dark Horse or whatever it was with the Miley Cyrus. Was that Miley Cyrus? I thought it was somebody bigger than Miley Cyrus. I know they well, they had the song with Miley Cyrus, Juicy J, and Miley Cyrus. But Miley Cyrus don't fuck with black people no more. No, that was Katy Perry. Oh. Katy Perry was dark. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the song. Yeah. yeah, man. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the advantage to um, 
three six, you know, shout out shout out to Cleveland, all the Cleveland homies, you know what I'm saying? Even though uh Chef hates Cleveland, he's mentioned it many a time on the podcast. <laughs> uh shout out to uh Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights, and that river that catches on fire, uh, for no reason. Oh, Chef, you know your twin, um the guy who you love that does the voiceovers? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's from Cleveland, just so you know. So that's one good thing about Cleveland. So is my evil twin. Got it. Pink. Huh? Oh, he's your evil. So he's my evil twin. Yeah. Maybe you're his evil twin. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm not from Cleveland. So oh, oh, there's that. Okay. All right. So triple down on the Cleveland hate. Who you got, Wood? Um, just by the nature of how versus goes, <clears throat> um. I don't see how three six doesn't win. I mean, three six, three sixes. Even their like their older and original music sounds closer to what we listen to today than what Bone had. Bone had a lot of like scary sounding ass music. I mean, three six did too. I'm about to say, nigga. No, they did, but it had like actual it's like beats that sound like home. today, whereas like Bone had like. Freaky at them freaky ass noises like like at the beginning of like crossroads like what is that fucking sireny like high pitched whine that starts off the track like they just have a lot of shit like that that doesn't really sound like music today I will probably enjoy the Bone songs more because I listen to Bone more um, I was a Bone fan but I think that three six will win the verses I think overwhelmingly they'll win the verses because they'll have more tracks that people will be familiar with but I feel that I will enjoy the Bone tracks more. Um, it's really a toss up, but I'm gonna probably say three six. But um, they go either way. Like I like both of them. I just think uh, in the end, uh, three six be a little bit more hype than Bond. True. Very true. Well, let me tell you, because I'm rooting for three six, Bone is definitely gonna come through and crush the building. So congratulations, uh, Cleveland. And in Ohio as a whole, Cincinnati, Columbus. Don't watch it with people from Akron. Ohio. Oh, people from Ohio are gonna be super obnoxious watching this shit. Like don't even engage the motherfuckers <laughs> when this shit comes on. It's gonna be a holiday for the for the state. And they deserve they deserve something. They got Ohio State. They should be perfectly fine with that. Ohio has plenty. Right. I mean, Memphis just lost Dolph, so there's that. Maybe Memphis Memphis needs a win, you know? Ohio has LeBron James. They're perfectly fine. They're okay. Memphis needs a win, so. um, They got Penny. Hmm? They got Penny. They do have Anthony. You do, but uh, and Gus is fried chicken. Okay, but uh, did so Tennessee hot chicken? Does it originate <laughs> from Memphis or Nashville or otherwise? Nashville. Other Nashville, Nashville. Okay. Nashville. Nashville. So it is it is it Nashville hot chicken? Why is it not Nashville hot chicken? I was it saying is, like it's it not even a question. Uh, like I'm just going to catch you off. Is it from Memphis? No, no, nah, Nashville. 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 It's it's Nashville hot chicken. Okay. Yeah. had Nashville hot chicken. Uh, okay. No, Augustus has good fried chicken, but it's not Nashville hot chicken. It's a special 
type of chicken that you should try. I had Prince's uh, hot chicken when I went home. FYI, anybody asking? We're ready for the trip to Nashville, man. So we just need to turn. I really want to go to Nashville. Let me tell you about Nashville. Badly. Like it is literally white Atlanta. Like just think it of is. like just think if like your top three favorite rappers had clubs like right next to each other. Like you had fucking uh, I don't know. Let's say Jay Z, fucking Rick Ross, and fucking Outkast clubs right next to each other. You could just pop in and all of that's how it is. Like white people don't white people lose their shit in Nashville because it's like like you said everybody you said like Brooks and Dunn and. Florida Georgia line and like everybody has a club all the same shit. Fucking Justin Timberlake has a restaurant. It's just mayhem. But it's some shit for black people to go to too. So I just want to go for the food. That's that's yeah. a reason enough by itself. Yeah, I mean I just want to eat, eat the food. I mean I used to love going to Nashville. We used to go because at one point, like like when I was in elementary school, before the classic really got back to Atlanta for real. Like the 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 FAMU TSU game would be in Nashville sometimes, so we just me and my dad would drive down to Nashville from Indianapolis. I love going there. Like we spend a weekend there, I'd eat good as fuck. So yeah, I always fuck with Nashville. It's like south of the border in the Midwest. Well, it's not Nashville. Not Nashville's not the Midwest, but yeah, it's like four hour drive. But I mean, it's close. Is Nashville Midwest adjacent? Is that they call it the Mid South? So okay. Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. And I think maybe one of the Carolinas uh, referred to as the Mid-South. That makes sense. But you know, and, 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 somebody said you better say it before we quit. <laughs> and the, the African-American Museum, I mean, African-American Music Museum is in Nashville. Oh, yeah, and they just opened it? Uh, yes, niggers opened it. <laughs> no, I said, yes, I said, did they just open it? No, you said did. Yeah, you, you said definitely said niggas now. Right. I said, did they just open it? That's what I said. You said, but you said niggas though. <laughs> hey, boy. Hey, boy. Open it, but he said it real fast. <laughs> we had to run the tape back. But you ain't got to take I, my I word for it. I said, did they just open it? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets it out, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over now. You've rocked with us this far on the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. I'm ready, man. Go ahead. All due respect. Um, let's let's pray for uh, our alma mater, Florida A&M University. We are going into the into Classic Weekend. Florida Classic Weekend has always been a very special time for me. Um, it is when we play our rival Bethune Cookman College um, here in Orlando. Uh, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a big game. A lot of people come to town. It's a huge event. Um, but more importantly, the centerpiece is the football game and the rivalry itself. FAMU has lost this game to BCC, 
over the past nine years. <clears throat> and while we're, we've been doing pretty well in football, uh, I think we're ranked 23 in the country right now, have the number one defense. We have a, a really good group of kids out there doing really well, working really hard. But, bitch, if y'all lose this game this week, motherfucker, it's going to be a problem. Here's the thing. Under normal circumstances, I'd be up normally just, you know, a regular type of upset if we if you lose a football game. Like, let's say the Colts lose a football game. Let's say University of Miami loses a game. Let's say the Pacers, any of the teams I really fuck with lose a game, I'd be like, oh, oh, it stings. But, you you know, a few minutes later, maybe for the Colts a few hours later, I'm, I'm better again. I'm back to normal, my normal, happy-go-lucky, uh, jovial self. But... It's different when we lose the BCC because when you leave the stadium, you got to see these motherfuckers, these old simple motherfuckers in your face as you're walking out, talking shit, being disrespectful. When you just know you better. <clears throat> so please, please, football team, please, please play hard. Please run hard and hit hard and, and do what you need to do. Listen to your coach. Um <laughs> And just play some good, good old fashioned family football, man, and beat these niggas like, hang forty on their ass, man. Do it for us. Do it for our sanity. Do it for our peace of mind. Uh, I have a small, adorable child that won't let me sleep. Uh, this is all I ask of you, with all due respect. <clears throat> with all due respect, this is November. November is Men's Health Month. Uh, every November, uh, I'll always come on here, talk to my fellas about getting checked, uh, get your blood pressure checked, get your, uh, I mean, in your 40s, it's time to start getting your uh, prostate checked. Um, and apparently they have new ways of checking your prostate and you don't have to get fingered in the butt uh, like I did. Um, so, Y'all make sure y'all get your your yearly physicals. Uh, this is just a reminder. But I also want the fellas and the women on here just uh, check on their uh, their guy friends' mental health. Um, anytime it starts getting around holiday time, that's when you have increased depression and suicides, uh, especially after. Uh, this pandemic, a lot of us have lost loved ones. So when it comes to these Thanksgivings and these Christmases, um, you know, it can bring about a lot of feelings of sadness, depression. Uh, so all your home, all the homies on here, check in with your homies, all the homegirls, check on your homeboys and let's uh, get in shape mentally and physically with all due respect with all due respect from my family to yours happy thanksgiving to everyone who still gives a damn about thanksgiving much to j joe's point uh there are a lot of people that are going through stressful times and you know have lost loved ones in the past or may not be as big on thanksgiving as christmas but i'm going to take the other way 
if you do feel that way and if you had gone through something traumatic during the Thanksgiving time or you don't like Christmas or you don't like Thanksgiving or you don't like your family or you don't like your friends or you don't like turkey or you don't like collard greens or you don't like pussy or you don't like America, now is not the time for you to be an asshole. Don't be an asshole during the holiday season, right? I hate assholes during the holiday season. Pause. It's <laughs> like... If people want to be festive, that's a part of their mental health. People have been looking forward to this all year. Like, my wife is already ready to put up the decorations and the Christmas tree. And who are me to take that away from her, right? That's just something that she gets really excited for every year. There are people that are really excited for Thanksgiving. They're really excited to be with their family. They're really excited for Motown Christmas CDs and, and you know, and Mariah Carey and stuff like that. So let people have their joy. Every day doesn't have to be a I hate the holidays status, right? But all the things you hate about Thanksgiving and then the next day, all the things you hate about Christmas. And then, well, why don't we just celebrate Kwanzaa? Why? Because Kwanzaa is shit. But why don't we celebrate Kwanzaa? Like people just have a problem with everything. Like we only have, what is it? A month and a half, if that left in the year. Let's come out. Let's be happy. Let's be prayerful that COVID is waning and it's going to continue to wane. Let's spend some time together. Let's drink some fucking eggnog. Let's drink some coquito. Let's drink some cremasa, however the fuck you say it. And let's have a great time. And also, while you're having a great time, please feel free to also ensure that you're tuning into with all due respect. With all due respect. With all due respect. Uh, touched on it during the show. But seriously... And this is a good time since um, the kids will be out of school here uh, during um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, etc. Talk to your kids about delaying gratification. Let them know they can be successful and have finer things in life just by hard work and dedication. And, um, you know, they don't have to go be a rapper or, um, you know, like any of these things that we see glorified out here the street life whatever like you can work at it and you know obtain all of these things that it is um that you desire but it's no shortcuts and you know normally shortcut is not gonna work out you go shortchange yourself and then you'll say man i should have done whatever and also you could be five six seven years down the path versus you know looking up one day you're 30 years old you haven't really accomplished much or whatever but Talk to your kids about striving to do the right thing and working hard and how, you know, things will pay off if you do that and stay on the right side of things with all due respect.